Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hey everybody and welcome back to Guy Who Talks Too Much About Racing. Today I'm going to be talking to you about my 2022 French Grand Prix preview. First of all, we're going to start with the track and its history, the Circuit Paul Ricard. Um, This track is 5.842 kilometers in distance or 3.63 miles. The race distance of the French Grand Prix is 52 laps, which is 309.69 kilometers and 192.432 miles. Um, This track features 15 turns, six of them to the left, nine to the right, two DRS zones, one down the pit straight and one down the back straight, with each leading to quick left-right chicanes at the end of them. Uh, This track boasts an even distribution of high, medium, and low-speed corners, making it a popular destination for teams to test their cars from all over the world. The Formula 1 drivers specifically are known to love the flat-out scene corner, which leads to the double apex. I'm going to butcher this because I'm not French, but I'm going to go Bosset, bend, Bosset, maybe, I don't know. Work began on this track in 1969 with the first Grand Prix taking place for Formula One in 1971 with Sir Jackie Stewart taking the checkered flag in the inaugural French Grand Prix there. Um, The winningest driver in the history of the French Grand Prix is Michael Schumacher with eight wins and the winningest constructor is Ferrari with 17. This race wasn't held between 2009 and 2017. This due to tracks being needed to be updated or economic problems as i believe it was stated in 2008 when they canceled the 2009 race um once the race is returned in 2018 it's been 2018 lewis hamilton 2019 lewis hamilton winning 2020 was not held due to the covid19 pandemic and 2021 max verstappen won that's happened since the French Grand Prix has come back on the calendar. All three of these races taking place at Circuit Paul Ricard. Um, Storylines from the last race, the Austrian Grand Prix. We have Haas's point streak. A two-race double point streak for this team who didn't score at all last season. You can call it a double-double point streak. Um, maybe sacrificing a full year of development for the next year's car is a good idea. Um you see how well the car started the season with K-Mag taking what I, I believe was a P5 in Bahrain. The photo of him and Gunther Steiner hugging made me actually cry. I sent that picture to my mom and my fiance. I still remember the tears welling up in my eyes. Made me so happy seeing that Haas team has still yet to introduce an upgrade to the car. The rumor was originally Circuit Paul Ricard was where they were going to unveil their first set of upgrades but now it sounds as though they pushed him back to Hungary next race I hope maybe there's a little chance that they bring him to this race because I'd love to see what that Haas car can do with updates added to it rather than just the bare stock car that started this season but I'm super happy to see Haas fighting for points I hope Mick and K-Mag both stay on for next season because I'd love to see what they could do with two seasons of a developed car but I'm a American Haas fanboy as well. If you listen to the last episode, I'm a McLaren fanboy, but here we are talking about being a Haas fanboy as well. Um, Next little storyline we had was Ferrari's decreasing reliability, but Red Bull's increasing tire degradation. I kind of mentioned it after the Austrian Grand Prix. These two have kind of flip-flopped each way. 
Red Bull started out unreliable with Ferrari having tire dig problems. Now we've kind of crossed paths, and Red Bull has the tire dig problems, and Ferrari has the reliability problems. Uh, for example, we had Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc both having problems at the Austrian Grand Prix. Um, Carlos Sainz's engine actually grenading, catching on fire, and Charles Leclerc's throttle pedal being stuck in the cockpit to the point that the gearbox was refusing downshifts, which I know they didn't make a big deal of, but I wonder if it did any damage to the gearbox or not, personally. Um, Ferrari's already had to dig into Charles, well, Charles, Charles Leclerc's pool of new components after the Canadian Grand Prix or at the Canadian Grand Prix. And, uh, it's going to be a worry because is Carlos Sainz going to have to take penalties soon? Maybe even have to take it at this race, which I don't know what upcoming track. Hungary would be a terrible one to take engine up, engine penalties at because there's hardly any overtaking available there. And then over the summer break leading to Spa. I don't know if that's what you'd want to be thinking about, but I do have to believe that that's a concern for Ferrari coming up is taking penalties with Carlos. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I think Charles is going to have to take another penalty at some point because Canada was only round eight for round nine of the season, and he had to take his first engine penalty. And Carlos, like I said, both Ferraris have had multiple engine problems, so that's basically what I'm trying to get at. They're both going to have to take another engine penalty in Charles' case, and Carlos' case got to take one eventually. Um, we don't know how many of the Red Bulls are going to have to take because we don't know how many engines they've actually permanently damaged. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Ferrari manages the rest of the season. I think they're already kind of planning on having to take some of these engine penalties. It's just a matter of strategically taking them at the right time, right place. Um, but on the other side of this whole storyline was Red Bull's tire deg, specifically one with Max Verstappen after last race. Um, yeah, after last race, you heard Max complain a lot about the tires either wearing or getting really hot really fast. So it'll be interesting to see at Circuit Paul Ricard how those tires handle um, after, you know, just being there because this track is known to destroy front tires on Formula One cars. Um, I'll kind of get into that a little more in a minute. Um, we had the new technical directive was delayed, but the 2023 changes for the porpoising rules were announced. I mentioned this more in my news podcast I put out yesterday. Um, basically, the main points were raising the floor edges and underfloor diffuser, um, the introduction of a more um, stringent test of lateral deflection on the floor, and a more accurate sensor to help quantify aerodynamic oscillations. All of this to reduce the porpoising and bouncing that comes with the lower and stiffer cars this season with the new technical regulations. Now we have some storylines that are coming into the weekend. Um, most teams and pundits believe that Mercedes will once again be quick. Uh, Red Bull team principal Christian Horner said to expect a very quick Mercedes. Um, I'm sure hoping so. I just personally would love to see more cars in the championship fight. Um, obviously Red Bull and Ferrari have been running away at the front almost every single race so just personally would like to see a quick mercedes just to have a better fight at the front alpine have shown that they can have pace every once in a while but at the same time they don't have the best reliability and sometimes in the moments they need it most it just fades away for example fernando alonso's qualifying lap at australia where 
in the middle of a lap where maybe not pool time was coming, uh, the hydraulics just decided to fail in one of the last few corners and put him into the barrier. So we'll never know how Fernando Alonso really could have gotten on at the Australian Grand Prix. He did start second in Canada and fall back to eighth, tenth, something like that at back end of the points. So, I mean, he might not have amounted to much, but we'll never know. I just would enjoy Mercedes being quick, giving the front two teams a run for their money, adding another name for a championship battle maybe down the line if they continue to be consistent up front. Um, Yeah, that's just my hope. Hopefully Christian Horner's right on this one for once. Um, Speaking of Christian Horner, he also said that he believes track limits will be another storyline again this week. He said his concern wasn't so much as Austria, saying, quote, I think Paul Ricard will be the bigger issue. There is a genuine time game to be had, and you've got acres of tarmac there, so it's just inviting you to run offline. If you've ever driven this track in a simulator, the F1 video games, anything, you will know that this is a very true statement. I don't care much for the circuit Paul Ricard because of the multiple layouts, how they have these stripes on the outer edges and the way that some corners look <laughs> maybe a little more or less open than they truly are. Um, so I completely agree with this statement. I hope they're not a problem because there was 43 lap times, I believe deleted last weekend at the Austrian Grand Prix and no one wants to see that. So it's just hopefully, it's not a problem yet again where we have four drivers penalized with five-second time penalties due to overly <laughs> overly uh, abusing the track limits warnings that they are given. The next little bit of news, I'm going to sound like a Red Bull fanboy with all these storylines, but most of the news is coming out with due to Red Bull. Um, apparently, they're hoping to bring an upgrade package, although nothing specific has been stated as to what yet. Um, the last set of upgrades, I believe, were either at Silverstone or Austria, and these upgrades apparently made the cars heavier, although easier to handle, and that's the kind of the reason that Ferrari has gained the pace advantage back towards Red Bull. Uh, Christian Horner at the beginning of the season said weight reduction seemed to be the main priority, and then went out and had two of his upgrade packages so far add weight to the car. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. Uh, my big brain time is telling me that they're kind of going the wrong direction with what they want to do. But I'm obviously not the team principal of a Formula 1 team. I don't know what's best for a team. I'm just going off of what I'm seeing. Um, yeah, I think they've got to start reducing weight, not adding it to be fast. Just maybe a good idea to start with. Another little piece I had was the Honda engine race consult engine consultant for Red Bull Racing. Masashi Yamamoto said that he thinks Red Bull is going to have the upper hand in France, but Ferrari in Hungary at the next race, saying, quote, I think France is more in Red Bull's favor, so we should go bang there. In Hungary, on the other hand, I have a feeling that Ferrari will win because they have more traction at low and medium speeds, but I think Red Bull will do something to counter that. Now, like I said in my last little bit, that Red Bull's bringing upgrades. I think that last little bit there, saying that Red Bull will do something to counter the low and medium speed traction, the advantage that Ferrari has, um, 
I think that might be alluding to some weight reduction upgrades or maybe some downforce upgrades on the rear end of the car that he can't give away too much detail about. But like I said, again, it's just going to be a time will tell kind of thing on what's going to happen. I'm just going to be interested if a team like Alpine, French Shocker, or McLaren bring any upgrades to this race, seeing as no one really tends to talk about them changing their cars. Um, Mercedes haven't said anything about bringing anything. Red Bull obviously have said they are. Ferrari haven't said anything. Um, so I'm just kind of intrigued to see who else will bring some upgrades because you know someone will. But who knows who? That's what I can't wait to see, and that's the excitement that every weekend brings for me is seeing who's going to have a new car, who's going to update, who's going to change what, and will that domino effect to the point that everyone else is going to start doing it as well kind of like red bull's side pod design where we have the green bull i mean aston martin um with the same kind of side pod profile and the williams kind of copying it in between but following most of the profile of the red bull more than the ferrari it's just kind of interesting to see when someone comes up with one thing if it works how they end up using it themselves on other cars such as another example being the venturi tunnels coming from the aston martin when the car was terrible now the mercedes and ferrari are both using the same kind of floor so yeah it's just kind of fun for me to see who brings what who's going to copy it and who's going to make it work better than the guy that made it up kind of thing so now i'm going to get into my predictions for the weekend i know this is kind of quick but I don't really care for France, and nothing has really happened during this past week. So I've gone two and a half out of eight so far in my predictions. So I'm hoping I can, I, I got five here. So hopefully I can at least go three for five here. Um, after reading you my quote from Masashi Yamamoto, um, I believe a Red Bull engine goes bang. Yamamoto said Red Bull should go bang in France. He obviously meant win or run well, but he reminded me what we haven't seen in a while, which is a Red Bull engine failure. So let's just wait until Sunday, baby. We're going to see at least one. That's my first prediction. My second prediction is another Mercedes podium. With the combination of my first prediction and the fact that the second drivers at Red Bull and Ferrari haven't always been on the pace with the first drivers at those teams, I think that leaves at least one opening on the podium for a Mercedes car to take. Like I said earlier, two of the three races at Circuit Paul Ricard since the French Grand Prix came back on the calendar have been won by Sir Lewis Hamilton. Last season's race, Valtteri Bottas had to take a new engine component for the race, started further back, and still managed to finish in the points. So I think Mercedes are always going to have strong form here. Everyone's expecting them to be strong. I'm going to say that they're going to be up front close enough to take a podium place. My third prediction is that strategy will win this race. Last season, the tire degradation was the name of the race. Martin Brundle even saying at the beginning that Circuit Paul Ricard is a front tire eater. I think the winner and or the podium will be decided on who manages the tires the best and will be decided on who makes the right pit calls, when to come in, what compound to tire, how long the stints last, things like that I think will be key. Sergio Perez should be on for a good result here if he's not the Red Bull to have the engine go bang. He's the tire whisperer of Formula 1. Everyone always rants and raves that he saves tires the best. If you go back and watch the 2021 French Grand Prix, 
Sergio was the Red Bull driver who stayed out longer and only one stopped. Max Verstappen did a two-stop to win the race. So I think as long as Sergio Perez is not the engine going bang for the Red Bull racing drivers, that he has a good shot of maybe not winning but being up front. My next prediction, Daniel Ricciardo is going to score some points here. I say that Daniel Ricciardo comes out motivated after announcing he's returning to McLaren next season and at least runs well here. So I'm basing this off of last season, McLaren, NAB, P5, and P6, Lando, P5, Daniel, P6. Um, I don't think it's going to be that good this season, but I think Ricardo's going to get in the top 10, score some points, and maybe put a little bit of doubt on his ability to produce still at McLaren before his contract runs out after next season. Although I do expect Lando to still finish in front of him, but that's not part of my official prediction, so you can't call me wrong if it doesn't happen. My last prediction for this weekend is that both Aston Martins are going to be out in Q1. This might not be as bold as some of my other predictions, but it's been happening a lot lately. And unless they bring some unexpected upgrade package to the French Grand Prix, I think it's more of the same that's going to continue here. Um, Especially considering that Nicholas Latifi is supposed to be gathering up the Williams upgrades that are supposed to make their car a second per lap faster. If Nicholas Latifi can get a second faster per lap, that's really only going to put Aston Martin further down the pecking order. Um, Yeah, I just think that Aston Martin are down bad right now. Unless they start chucking upgrades on this car left, right, and center, it's not going to go anywhere fast. Besides, like, maybe the dumpster. Um, This car's had great race pace, just terrible qualifying pace. Like, you'll see Sebastian Vettel or Lance Stroll qualify in the back and still end up either in the points or on the fringes of getting points. For example, the British Grand Prix. um, I believe Lance Stroll started dead last, and... Of course, this is due in part to the fact that six cars retired from the race, but he still finished P11. Sebastian Vettel, I believe, finished P9. Things like this. I just think the Aston Martin's better in the race than qualifying. I think more of the same is going to happen this weekend at the French Grand Prix. I think both are out in Q1. Um, Yeah, I just don't see a positive sign for them anytime soon in terms of qualifying pace. They can try to prove me wrong. I'm not against Aston Martin. But, yeah, I think it's going to be Struggle City for them in qualifying one. My podium prediction for this weekend's race, I have Charles Leclerc winning the French Grand Prix, his Ferrari teammate Carlos Sainz finishing P2, and Lewis Hamilton taking the third step of the podium with the Mercedes P3. My little reasoning here, Ferrari are on a hot streak right now, literally in Carlos's case with a win at Silverstone followed by a literal fire in his last two outings. Um, I think the Red Bulls, with the increased tire degradation and going to circuit Paul Ricard being a front tire eater, and my prediction of one car losing the engine for Red Bull, I think Ferrari get a 1-2 finish if they conserve their tires and don't have an engine failure of their own. And I think Lewis Hamilton can overtake the remaining Red Bull with better tires to finish on the podium. I think Lewis Hamilton is strong here. I think that Mercedes will also be strong here. But I, I'm I'm going to say Hamilton just because he's got the two wins at Circuit Paul Ricard in Formula 1. But I would not be surprised if George Russell out-qualifies him, gets out to an early advantage, 
and gets that P3 himself. Hamilton's just the one I find more consistent and has a better track record here. So I'm going Hamilton P3. But I would not be surprised if it's George Russell as well. Um, yeah, not much more to say. Just like I said, one Red Bull is going to lose an engine, I believe. And the other one's going to suffer very bad tire degradations unless they have exceptional pace and make more stops. I don't see them really contending for the win here. But let me know what you think. These are just my predictions. I could be completely wrong. We have to wait until Sunday to find out, obviously. Um, but yeah, let me know who you think's going to win. Let me know if I missed a story you want to talk about. And let me know if anything else is going on that I need to discuss. But five stars, like, comment, subscribe. Whatever you want to do, any form of engagement is appreciated. And I will be back sometime soon. I don't know what about, but I'll talk to you later, everybody. Bye-bye.